0: I don't know who it was came out. He was not playing with the band and the band accepted their award
1: and induction into the heavy metal hall of fame. What? Is that a thing?
0: In three weeks since i went down to maryland in the time since that weekend i also took a long weekend trip down to asbury park that trip was potentially not going to happen due to something else that cropped up between maryland and new jersey because on tuesday may 31st i drove my car back to new jersey and my mom dropped me off to avoid taking the train and bring back some groceries and other shit. i started noticing a slight tickle in my throat and my congestion was ramping up allergies right eh. I tested positive for COVID. Woohoo! Undoubtedly picked up from one of the grimiest weekends of my life, and I'm saying that as a person who generally try to do their best to stay at least 10 feet uh, (laughs) from the action, so to speak. Um, Inevitably, I wound up passing it off to my partner and my mom. My fault for not masking up in the car, but thankfully it was a mild case, and though the fucking thing just would not go away. And to this day, I'm still congested and hacking up the occasional gob of goobers. But let's travel back in time for a bit to a better, even sweatier time in history. It's Saturday, May 28th, 11.04am. I'm sitting on the bed in the guest room of my Airbnb with cats, eating an orange and recollecting just how bizarre this weekend has been so far. At some point during the post-firing time period from my job, I made the decision to attend Maryland Death Fest in Baltimore. This was going to be my first and probably only time attending the festival since I had never gone and the lineup drew me in considering I would not be venturing out to cycle Las Vegas or crossing the Atlantic for Road Burn as I had initially hoped. Just a couple weeks prior I attended Desert Fest New York and for any complications that may have arisen during that weekend they were easily overshadowed by what was in store for Maryland Death Fest. Death Fest in many ways was the progenitor to the European approach to festival organizing that focused on curation and offered a varied lineup. As opposed to other major festivals that boasted monster energy drink sponsorships and a large amount of radio-friendly and generally generic metal acts, I'm looking at you, Skillet. Deathfest expanded its view solely from death metal to other forms of heavy underground music. For a stretch of time after emissions from the Monolith folded in 2007, Deathfest was a place where major players of the stoner doom scene, like Sleep, Melvin, COC, Church of Misery, and Electric Wizard, were able to showcase their rightful place next to death icons like Carcass, Bolt Thrower, and Obituary. Hardcore bands like the Chromags and DRI would pop up, and other oddities like Goblin. This method has been largely co-opted by organizers of festivals such as Psycho Las Vegas and the numerous other smaller ones that popped up in the years between the early Fests and now. The 2020 edition of MDF was obviously not held due to the COVID-19 pandemic and was further pushed back another year in 2021 to 2022. The lineup was in constant flux. Numerous big acts such as Morbid Angel, Dismember, and Bloodbath dropped out and eventually the organizers Ryan Taylor and Evan Harding made the announcement that 2022 would be for the foreseeable future the final MDF. It's unknown if MDF will ever return some capacity like an anniversary event or something of that matter but after what the organizers had to deal with for this final iteration I wouldn't blame them for never wanting to work back. I actually started my journey before departing from my mom's place in New Jersey while reviewing my tickets in the facebook group for any further changes on monday may 23rd it occurred to me that my vip ticket purchase was only an upgrade and i needed an actual pass for the weekend at the edison lot for anyone that doesn't know md is broken up into four venues the edison lot which is what it says it is a parking lot under a highway overpass with two stages and most of the vendors and then all of the inner harbor venues ram's head soundstage and power plant live which is a covered but open-air area between those two indoor venues. I had originally purchased a Thursday ticket to Rams Head and the VIP, assuming it was half the cost because you were only allowed access to two venues, Rams Head and Edison Lot, and made up for with some additional benefits like a t-shirt and drink tickets. Thankfully, three-day passes were still available, so I quickly copped one and spent the night packing and preparing for my journey into darkness and grime. And in order to articulate this tale, I've asked my fellow podcaster, Nathan Sizemore, from the I Hope You Suffer podcast to be my fellow commentator. Nathan's a longtime horror and heavy music fan and attended the festival at least once. So I asked him to come on and act as a counterbalance of sorts to the utter madness that I witnessed for four days.
1: I have gone twice, I'm trying to remember what years they were, because they sort of blurred together. Um, I only went one year, like, one year Edison lot was there, and the second year, it was just Ram's Head and Soundstage, which was pretty sick, because I didn't have to stand outside at all. Yeah. Because the one thing they don't tell you about Maryland in May is it is 200 degrees, especially <laughs> standing hot. on fucking blacktop outside. And uh, so... Yeah, I meant to look up what the years were I was trying to remember like what like the, the exact lineups were. They sort of blur together in my head a little bit because I feel like the year I went that Edison lot was a thing. I I think I only went to the Edison lot maybe one of the days because most of the bands that played I was not super interested in seeing. I mostly went to just kind of like peruse the merch booths and shit uh, that were in the lot. Um but, yeah, I've gone two years. Uh, I don't think the outside covered stage was a thing either of the years I went. I think they were, like, uh, still sort of building up that little center where Ram's Head is at.
0: It's like a, uh, like I said, it's open, but it's, like, a big glass roof, basically. Um, okay, that gotcha. That goes, I don't know, maybe, like, two-fifths of the stretch from where, like, the gate is back to where the the venues end and there's an outdoor stage there and it covers it up and I mean it's a good thing it was covered up when I get to like later on but yeah it's like fine you could fit a lot of people in there
1: yeah I think that seems like I don't know like it seems like a better option of just having that instead of the Edison lot because like the Edison yeah. lot's so fucking far away well they that, did like, have a shuttle this year okay so like, so, like the year I went away that the lot was open they didn't you either walked or you paid for like a lift or an uber yeah which like at that point you're just like it's not that far of a walk that i i'm like i'm not willing to spend the like 30 dollars to lift there but also like walking there and back fucking blows
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of like what do you want to do? Shoot your left foot, shoot your right
1: foot. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's far enough that the walk sucks, but it's not far enough that like driving really makes sense. (laughs) So you're just kind of like, I don't know. Like I know a lot of people that would go just be like, I'm only hanging out at Edison lot until, you know, it gets dark and then everybody like migrates over to soundstage at Ram's head. Or I know people that were just like, I'm not even bothering with the Edison lot, which is mostly what I did. And I was like, I'm just going to hang out at places I can sit down and there's restaurants that aren't just eating fucking the one vegan hot dog option at fucking Edison lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it kind of worked out for me, like having a, a place to stay and like Ubering in and having the bus pass. Cause I, I was only going to Ram's head on Thursday and then Edison lot the rest of the weekend. But I wound up back in the inner Harbor for, <laughs> for, uh, you know, some of the bands to see. So there. Uh, we'll get there. So what I know, well, one year you, because you've, you've mentioned it a lot, was you went to go see uh, Claudio Simonetti's Goblins. So that would have been 2016, which had a, a pretty fucking amazing um, lineup. Just looking at it here, because like on that same bill with Goblin, I mean, you've got Buzz Oven, Crip Sermon, Bong Ripper, Weed Eater, and Earth. Like that's a pretty amazing bill right there.
1: Yeah, I remember yeah, that, that makes sense. I remember specifically seeing Earth because I feel like they may have played right after Goblin. I can't remember. No, Goblin that to was this, a thing. They, so, Yeah, Go- Goblin
0: played before Earth.
1: Goblin, yeah. I think I stayed and watched like maybe a song of Earth, because after Goblin, I was like, why would I stay and watch anyone else? That was like the <laughs> perfect ending set. Like, why would you even bother having someone else play? And then I think I probably went 2017, maybe 2018. I can't remember. I was going to see if I could look it up now. Because I know the next year I went, dragged into Sunlight, played.
0: I don't know, because on Wikipedia, it only goes to 2016 for some fucking reason.
1: Uh, It needs to be updated. Yeah, it was 2017 because... Or maybe. Let me see. I
0: don't know. They also played in 2016.
1: Okay, so Dragged in the... Yeah, that's right. So Dragged in the Sunlight was the 2016 one. Like I said, it blurs together. Because uh, I went in 2017, too. Because I remember one day I spent the entire... I spent the entire Saturday at a soundstage because uh, I wanted to see Goo Lagoon and Chapang and Wormrot. And I think Wormrot ended up dropping out sort of last minute. I'm trying to remember. Like, this, this is definitely a flyer i'm looking at that was like pre you know how like they announce everyone that's playing and then half of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the bands from overseas drop out <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah for a multitude of reasons
1: because like i think morbid angel played but i feel like this was like right around maybe like right after their fucking that their eye album came out that everybody hated and i was like i'm not gonna go watch that
0: that's funny because morbid angel was uh supposed to play this year and Dropped out.
1: <laughs> well, I think they played. I just, I, uh, I, I didn't go. I was like, I'm not even bothering because I don't want to hear any of the fucking
0: yeah
1: bullshit they're gonna play. Unless you are just gonna play fucking domination back. I don't care. But like, yeah, this is definitely like a not revised lineup from what I'm looking at because I remember the standouts this year was uh that like Chapang ruled, Gulagoon yeah, um, was really great. good, and then I. Th- I oh, think Conan played. Uh, Aran- Aranzi Pazuzu, I think, was the like the final band I watched oh, yeah, before leaving, and they were fucking incredible.
0: Yeah, I remember this because this was they going to be their US debut, and then they got in, and the day before Death Fest, <laughs> played uh, in
1: like New York City or something. They
0: played in Saint Vitus, yeah, yes, so the Vitus it. kind of stole Maryland Death Fest thunder a little bit. <laughs>
1: I remember Samoth Race being really good, too. And so I think that's how their name's pronounced. I don't know if I've ever heard it out loud.
0: That sounds correct. Sure, um, it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh Ooh,
0: Sabrosa played. Very cool.
1: I don't remember if they did or not.
0: Oh, maybe they dropped. Well, okay,
1: so they were listed, too. Yeah, that's the thing. It's at least the flyer I'm looking at. I, I, I know for a fact a handful of these bands ended up dropping out for one reason or another. So I'm like, I don't remember who replaced them at this point. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The, that one was good. Twenty sixteen was way better. This one looks smaller. Well, yeah, it was just the two. The okay. two. Uh, it was just Ram's Head and Soundstage, for whatever reason. I think they had there was some sort of dispute with Edison Lot, maybe at the time.
0: Yeah, that sounds like some weird history.
1: Or like maybe there was some like weird fucking scheduling conflict that something else somehow got booked at Edison Lot that weekend. I don't remember, but I remember being stoked that I didn't have to fucking walk two miles to Edison lot back. And it was like the first year I went, we weren't really sure. Like, you know, it was like, I'd never been to Maryland. I didn't know the area. So we ended up booking a hotel that was like not close enough to drive, like, to walk. So we had to drive every day there. So it was just like a huge thing. And so like the year in 2017, when it was just Ramshead and soundstage, we ended up booking a hotel that was just like a block away so it was just, I don't know, it was a, it was a much better experience, but I think worse bands, like a worse <laughs> band selection,
0: just less, less, uh, names that drew you in
1: pretty much. Yeah. Cause that was the thing is I, both years I bought tickets, like, you know, they'll put the, the, the passes on sale with maybe like 10 bands announced or some shit. Yeah. And so you're just kind of like rolling the dice that, uh, somebody good will be there. I feel like Bong Ripper maybe played this year as well, but that may have been twenty sixteen.
0: That was uh twenty sixteen I, I okay. saw in there. Oh man. That's they a-
1: were they were great and I was real bummed that they sold out of like all of their merch that wasn't like smalls. <laughs> like so I think like leading up, they, they were touring out to the fest and that was like the one thing, like the whole time I was like, All I want is I want a Dragon to Sunlight shirt, I want a Bong Ripper shirt, and I want to see fucking Claudio Simonetti. And that was like it, and then, like, Long Ripper's merch was all sold out. Dragged in the Sunlight was really good, but also, like, hard to watch. Because I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they play, like, in the dark. Massive amounts of strobe lights. Like uh,
0: I've never seen them. I've listened to them. I think they are it's pretty insane music. Yeah. You know, it's kind of got, like, it's just, like, super intense is what I remember. They, it's been a while since I've listened to them.
1: My takeaway from seeing them live was they definitely seemed like a band that it was a way better to probably see in a very small room as opposed to like that big-ass Ram's Head stage. I don't know. I feel like the intensity of their set on that big of a stage and that big of a room kind of gets lost a little bit. But I don't know. They were still good. But I don't know. Every, almost everything i went to at that fest following Claudio Simonetti was just downhill. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I, it was, that was like, I don't know, pro- still probably a top three set I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm, I'm bummed
0: was, that I did not, force myself regardless of like how tired or any other things I wanted to do I'm really bummed that I did not see them when I went to they played at Psycho Las Vegas one year and then I think they played in New York like right around the same time or it was like it was either I don't, there's like two goblins right there's Claudio's version and then there's yeah like the and then there's the regular band. goblin yeah I think it was just regular goblin that played there and then I think Claudio played in New York like right around the same time and I didn't go to that either I probably should have
1: they they both at least like pre-COVID tour pretty frequently to like where they'll do, um you know, they'll like show up and do like live score to like Suspiria or fucking Dawn of the Dead or like whatever. And so like they're like they're easy to catch. I'm not sure now that COVID because they're obviously all older dudes, but.
0: Well, another one of their contemporaries made it over here, so yeah. So there was that.
1: Did you witness any
0: atrocities of human behavior?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like the both the years I went were pretty chill. Like you, you get the the uh, you know common person. Yeah, the common like fights and people getting kicked out for just yeah being too wasted and shit like that. But like as far as I remember, both years were pretty chill. I think. 2017 i feel like agoraphobic nosebleed got added when someone dropped off and their set was pretty wild because it was like at the end of the day everybody was fucking drunk and it was just kind of like not not the band to be playing to a crowd of drunk people no because they but, was uh,
0: like oh i guess we're gonna do this now yeah.
1: and uh but yeah i don't i don't recall anything like super wild happening especially compared to like this year <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's been spoken about already, like most of the things that I'll be addressing. You know, if you want a a bit more of a lax version of this, that's not, there's going to be like actual discussion of like bands and whatnot. Go listen to the Toilet of Hell episode about it because it's very funny. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they were smart too and didn't go.
1: (laughs) I have that in my queue and I'm very excited to get to it because those dudes are all super funny and I I imagine their their takeaway from the stories is pretty funny.
0: Yeah, and, and also just like, you know, insightful.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am it, it's a big
0: toilet of hell fan over here. It's
1: it's a thing that like I like I like like you said, like I didn't go this year. I I don't I I hit this point, especially kind of like 2019, a little bit before the pandemic. Like I think the last show I had went to before the pandemic was in like august of 2019 i flew out to new jersey to go see neurosis with caitlin maybe something in between then and the pandemic starting i can't fully remember but i think that was the last show i went to and like i just i hit this point where i was like i just don't want to be standing around for like six hours at these shows anymore (laughs) and it's just like i don't know like going to a fest at this point in my life i'm just like it either has to be, like, stacked to the gills with bands I want to see or, like, I need to have a place I could sit down or something because I just can't be on my feet that long anymore. I'm on my feet for fucking eight and a half hours at night every fucking day at work, and I am just, like, don't want to do it when I'm, like, not at work. <laughs> I would say the thing with Death Fest, though, is, like, uh, what always happens is like they announce an like a you know their their original lineup or whatever that's going to be there and then 20 bands can't make it cuz of visa issues yeah. or whatever so they all drop off and get replaced with like whatever US bands could make it and it always ends up being like i don't know this band's going to be in new york city the night before so maybe they'll just drop in for like a death fest set that's like what always happens so They always announce a lineup and everyone's like, oh, shit, like Emperor's coming. And I'm like, no, they're not because they're going to have a fucking visa issue and not make it or like something. And so I'm always just like, don't don't get your hopes up on any band that's not from like America playing because they'll all probably make it ever like at least half of the fucking bands that have to travel from another country probably won't. And especially in the last like six years or so where like not to get like i don't want to bring fucking trump into this and shit but like they made it much harder for fucking oh yeah people people to get in so it's like like yeah i'm not surprised bloodbath didn't fucking come because on top of fucking covid and all of the like like on top of covid like you got like all of these visa issues that it's just like why are you bothering to come to america for like a week
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's what they it's it's what they try to do and give the fans and like, you know, you see it all over the place. I mean, like even a festival like Hellfest, which is basically just heavy metal, the the festival that they've had over a dozen bands drop off and they've just like replaced them with other bands. Which is like great, you know, great for those bands again on whatever whatever whatever. That happened all throughout the time that I was following the fest since I bought my tickets. And I got lucky because it was bands that I generally wasn't that interested in because a lot of these bands are like deep cut. Look, I'm sorry, but like, I thought like indie, you know, independent underground, like stoner and doom fans were like interesting people. Hardcore death metal and thrash fans is a whole new animal. (laughs) Like, wow. Wow. Cause you, Um, yeah,
1: you got like, you got the ones that'll just be like, Some band gets announced that no one's heard of, and they're like, "You mean you haven't heard the fucking one demo they put out in 1987 that they're going to play in full there?" Like, I'm like, "No, I haven't," because I I, I'm not a fucking nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it
0: it I don't really know where I was going with that, but whatever, it it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: just I don't I it's I guess to like kind of wrap up those thoughts before we dive back into. Uh, your stuff like it's it's just interesting seeing like how this year happened knowing at least that going into it they were like this at least for the foreseeable future is probably the last one like I feel like they may just take a couple years off and like maybe it becomes one of those things like migration fest where it was like every two years instead of every year or maybe they do like an every five year sort of thing
0: yeah or you want to just get back (laughs) together for old times' sake yeah it's
1: just it's just interesting to see how shit played out like like the entire weekend I was like, yeah, it's probably a good thing this might be the last year this is happening yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean look
0: again if they don't do it again, I wouldn't blame them
1: yeah i I don't I don't know like i I think like obviously we'll get into shit that happened, but like i i i I don't know if if the city of Baltimore was paying any attention, I feel like they might be like, yeah, this is your last year <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: well, well, so without further ado.
1: Maryland Dead Fest 2022.
0: After a day spent in New Jersey uh, that Tuesday, I made my way down to Maryland on Wednesday. I stopped off in Annapolis for dinner, dealt with the traffic for the Blue Angels, fuck them, and some kind of graduation. I also had maybe the greatest crab cake in my life. Shoutouts to Chick and Roots Deli, really good place. I was staying at my friend Trevor's house where he was kindly letting me stay for the weekend, which saved me a ton of money on a hotel. Coincidentally, he was going to Omaha for the weekend for graduation and his partner was headed to New York City. So it was just me and a bunch of cats. And by a bunch, I mean two for MDF weekend. Uh, We caught up a bit late at night after he got home from a concert. He went to see the Lumineers, which is just the polar opposite of anything (laughs) at Maryland Death Fest
1: oh they didn't play this year
0: no they had to drop off (laughs) visa issues
1: yeah (laughs) thursday May 26
0: the first day of maryland death best was here there'd been a wednesday pre-show but i had not attended i drove down to the inner harbor to pick up my wristbands drink tickets and a t-shirt ticket and then i headed back to chill for a bit before going out to ram's head Thursday featured the most Doom and adjacent bands, though sadly Cough had dropped off weeks earlier due to turmoil in their camp, so we'll see what happens there. And because of an unreliable Uber, I wound up missing the band with the best name ever, Asthma Castle. Great name for a band.
1: (laughs) I'm kind of interested to hear what they sound like. I've never heard of them before.
0: I bought some merch um, to make up for it, and I will definitely listen to all of their music and become a huge fan, but the rest of the evening, more than made up. I guess I should know again. I don't know did this is at Ram's Head. Uh, Once inside, I got to see Yautja, which is sort of like an amalgamate of noise, punk, and tech death, I guess. And those dudes kick so much fucking ass. Uh, Their name stems from the proper Fictional name of the Predators from the movies, and that well they even like stopped off at a filming location for the first movie while they were on tour in Mexico. Heard that um, on oh, yeah. um, uh, "Tomorrow We Die." Great podcast; you, you should go listen to it. Oh, I meant to write. Oh, Jesus Christ! Wow, I wrote. You like Nathan Predator? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Secrets out. I'm a predator. Let me you. Yeah, they're I I like them. They're good. They're not a band I listen to a whole lot, but usually I'll like I'll spend like a week or two when they release something new, like just listening to that.
0: Yeah, it's really weird. Like I I it's I I don't really know how to describe it. Like I don't know what like genre I would call them. It's just I, like weird noisy technical metal.
1: I feel like they usually just get lumped into kind of like just noise rock, but they yeah, yeah. they're a little little more than that, but. I feel like like if you're into any sort of like noise rock shit you would probably like them.
0: Yeah, I I really like them a lot. Do you like the Predator's real name? <laughs> I I always was kind of like Yaucha. It's an odd name. I I always just call them the I, Predators.
1: I do because I like it always like it always feels weird saying like, oh, you know, the Predators because I'm like it's the same thing as like, you know, the alien from Aliens and I'm like, no, that's a Xenomorph. So I also, like I said earlier, I'm a fucking nerd. Just not a death metal nerd.
0: (laughs) It's a cool name. I just never use it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like most people don't, unless you're, like, one of those, like, pedantic assholes. It's just like, uh, actually, it's Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's (laughs) the doctor. It's like people when they, you know, know, Jaws from Jaws. And they're like, no, it's Bruce.
0: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Fucking... Shove off, (laughs) like (laughs) shovel dirt, man.
1: I really want I want them to do a split. Like I've always wanted them and like Graf Orlock to do something together. Oh,
0: that would be sick. That would be really just
1: Graf Orlock doing a whole side of just songs like based on Predator, and then just Yalcha doing their fucking noisy bullshit.
0: Graf Orlock is so fucking good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're one. They're one of the few bands that I've said like, okay. Like, if they play a show near me, I'll go to that, because I've never seen them, and I'm dying to.
0: Yeah, I would love to see them. (laughs) Following Yaucho was Primitive Man, still the heaviest fucking band in existence. Ethan McCarthy proclaimed, Enemies of Art, stay the fuck away from me at the end of their set, which (laughs) I thought was pretty awesome. I'd seen Primitive Man prior at the pool party at Psycho Las Vegas. Also kind of like a real one-of-a-kind experience. Uh, But I was due for like an actual normal set without the distraction of, you know, the beating Desert Sun and pool moshers. Um, I actually just saw them again uh, opening up for Mass, and that was fucking incredible too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like their band tends to play like Vitus or something kind of frequently.
0: Yeah, they were. Or, you know, a
1: couple times a year at least.
0: Yeah, they they're doing like a really long tour uh, right now, or at least they're like probably wrapping it up in like a few weeks from when we're recording this. But yeah, anyway, they fucking rule. I dipped out for a bit to grab a drink and a bite to eat. I ran into my buddy Mike from Leather Lung. Uh, I eventually wound up meeting uh, Taylor from Yautja as well as the guitarist from Cloud Rat Rorick Brooks. Another great name. <laughs> I didn't get to see Cloud Rat uh, this that weekend uh, due to what tickets I had, but I've seen them before. Can confirm they're fucking fantastic. Uh, we grabbed a quick picture with them, uh, yeah, and they were they're... the only band that I that I managed to, or bands, I should say, that I managed to get a picture with because I didn't do it with anybody else.
1: Oh, <laughs> very cool people in that band. The year I went to Migration Fest, the first night, I just ended up working the uh, the merch booth for Couch Slut. And uh, one side of me was Cloud Rat and the other side was Brian from Val. And so I just sat and talked to like all of them for like the whole day. And it was pretty sick. I just nice. listened to Brian from Thou make fun of all of their fans. Like <laughs> every time they would come up and ask a question, he would just like mock them. And it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> including makes- the dude that came up in a Burzum shirt that tried to buy a Thou shirt. Well, he was just that. like, what are you doing, bro? Fuck that is always one of them that shows up to one of those fest in a fucking burzum shirt. Oh, oh my so.
0: god, dude, the amount of burzum shirts I saw at MDF was comical. Like I was like yeah. this isn't even like making me upset. It's just like stupid. Back at Ram's Head, Pittsburgh band Rotrovore had stepped in to fill uh, a vacancy or the the vacancy for cough. and uh, despite having some very rigs of dad vibes, they were a pretty fun old school death metal act. Following them was an act that I had been long wanting to see and that was Acid Witch. They're a horror themed metal band complete with a hokey witch throwing gummy worms at the audience and spooky (laughs) keys on top of like whipping guitar solos. Really big highlight for me. I thought they sounded great. Uh, You know, I love a a little bit of performance thrown in uh, to my show. And then uh, closing out the evening was none other than Fabio (laughs) Fritzi. legendary italian composer for many horror films specifically the works of lucio fulci and being able to see and hear the zombie 2 theme played live was like oh my god it was just like life goal achieved and uh fabio who was performing under the banner uh from frizzi to fulci uh looked absolutely elated to be performing uh he had like just the biggest grin on his face and uh he was great he had such like a, a sick i think it was like six or seven people up there with him
1: did they do so like when i saw claudio simonetti they played uh like footage behind um, them so they, like
0: no they just had like a picture and it had okay. like it just had like some it, like things from the fulci movies
1: right they like, uh,
0: he, he intro all of them of course
1: yeah like during the the simonetti set like every song they played that was from a movie it would play like clips from the scene it appeared in and so like i of not like the entire fucking set i was just like a teary mess because it was just like all of my like they played like i think two songs from dawn of the dead which is like my all-time favorite movie and so like the entire time i'm just like losing my mind they played like you know I don't know, it was just cool seeing, like, that shit, like, counteracted with the actual scenes on a screen behind him. And so I wondered if Fabio did the same thing, but...
0: No, he did not, but, I mean, it, he more than made up for it just oh, by, yeah. like, people... And it's, like, some of the music, it's just, it's literally not metal. Like, some of it's, like, weird, like, Italian pop music, you
1: know? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the same way, I tell like, you know goblin is as well like goblins not it's very it's just proggy it's not really like heavy at all it's just weird like uh, did someone play after fabio
0: no he he was the last person
1: so that was the thing that i thought they made the big like and like i think everyone else there agreed like having someone play after goblin like everybody left and so it was like uh, like i said i think earth played after them i feel like someone else i feel like earth may have switched places i can't remember but like Regardless, like everybody just started like leaving because they were like, why would I stay and watch anyone else after that? That was like the perfect closing set.
0: Yeah, I I departed as Fabio began playing the music from Cat in the Brain because I had cats on my brain and I had to go feed my friends cats. (laughs) (laughs) That took up a lot of my time, dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah, cats do that.
0: (laughs) There was another band playing, but I will uh, get into that that here because i found <laughs> out about this the next day
1: is this uh, the will the will romer <laughs>
0: yes it is
1: friday may 27.
0: <laughs> much like dark lord day the three floyds craft beer release extravaganza maryland death Fest is subject to weather given its location of baltimore the outdoor edison lot is rain or shine but not when there's a tornado warning which there was Friday started off with a strong tornado warning in the Baltimore area that thankfully did not appear to result in any touchdowns and subsided around 2 p.m. The rain and thunder was still massive. I also learned this morning, uh, again this Friday, that Will Romer of New York death metal band Mortician, which in my exploration of the genre is not a band that I have spent any time with. So uh, yeah, you know, th- <laughs> reminder, this is the Diary of Doom podcast, but he had been thrown out of the festival for picking a fight or engaging in some kind of squabble at like at like soundstage or something like that. Since Mortician had been playing the outdoor stage power plant at the Inner Harbor, I was able to, quote, enjoy some Mortician from a distance while waiting and subsequently devouring a burger before heading back into Ram's Head. And I know them more like just by name than anything. So for me, that was just like fine and also just the first of many weird and in this case, amusing things to happen. Uh, that said, it was relayed to me that Mr. Romer is not the best dude. He said to apparently a woman that went up to him uh, who was just like, Hey, I'm a big fan. Like, whatever. Can I get my picture with you? He just straight up said,
1: uh, If you're not going to fuck me, I don't. Yep, don't talk to yep, me or some basically, shit. Yeah. He
0: was like, If you're not single, I don't want to fucking talk to you. And that's like, Oh,
1: man. Like, that's I, just sleazy. Mortician's a weird band because they were one of those bands when I was like, I don't know. 14 or 15 and i was starting to get like real heavy into like death metal i was like oh i gotta check this band out everyone like talks you know i see people like talking about it all the time and like they're apparently like way into horror movies and like my only takeaway was all of the samples for movies are way more interesting than their music (laughs) and like it's weird because i like some bands that kind of like mortician's one of those bands where it's like if you like that really bass heavy like death metal, you would probably like them. But like I don't know. Like I like some bands like that, but their sound is just it's just not good. I don't There's know. probably bands that do it better. Yeah, I just I don't know how they became one of those kind of like beloved bands because every story I've ever heard about him, he just seems like a huge fucking asshole. And then their I mean, music's I think it's just not clear that he good. Is. <laughs>
0: A quick Google search yielded an article from uh, Metal Underground about his arrest in Poland for threatening a taxi driver with a knife. Uh, He also stole said taxi cab. He reportedly called a cab after mortician's concert in Zylona Gora, which the other mortician members performed without Romer and requested to be taken to the Berlin airport so he could fly back to the United States. Mind you, this is uh, circa 2005. He allegedly went berserk in the car and threatened to stab the driver of the cab with a small knife. I love that he has a small knife. A small knife for a small guy. Taxi driver escaped and called the police. Will stole the car and drove himself to the Polish-German border crossing in Suiko, where he was subsequently picked up by the authorities.
1: Yeah, checks out. I've seen, like, numerous pictures of him with his fucking leather vest on that's got, like, weird, like... I can't tell if it's, like, the way Slayer used that fucking, like, Nazi eagle shit. He's just, do, he's like, got pins from, like, that kind of shit on his vest, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to assume you're just not a good dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, or extremely tolerant.
1: <laughs> yeah, or just, like, real edge lordy. Like, either way, I'm like, I just, I pass.
0: Well, I found this wonderful <laughs> Angel Fire website that's still alive somehow. It's a... Uh... I don't know what website this is i sent it to you in the private (laughs) it's angelfire.com extreme four and it's a profile on will romer mortician fact file will romer's instruments of destruction include vocals bass and fists fists. i mean Uh, look
1: all all you need to know is if you go down to his favorite films house of a thousand corpses is on there so yeah
0: let's judge his uh his his
1: horror (laughs)
0: No, uh, well, it's actually <clears throat> House of 1K corrections yeah. followed by
1: etc cetera. <laughs> I don't know if this is true because so many of the shit on here, like, like, it isn't shit they they've used in songs. Like this is this is very <laughs> strange. Can't even get like
0: his fucking shit, right?
1: I feel like this is all just like somebody that has made like a weird fan page for him. I also like that his birthday's not on there, so you don't know he's old as shit. <laughs> right, but he is a Libra. <clears throat> <laughs> i don't know anything about i'm just gonna say checks out even though i don't know anything about right. fucking his opinion is
0: invalidated <laughs> because he likes the cape fear remake
1: <laughs> i mean i'll back it i don't it's not like uh, you know obviously it's the remakes it's not as good as the original but it's it's fine yeah, it, it led I've it led a to a fan. a uh, a good simpsons episode at least i much prefer the simpsons episode <laughs> if i'm being honest
0: Well, you gotta love Degenerate Metal. However, things took an all-too-serious turn at some point during the day before I had even departed for the festival. I was only attending Edison Lot for the remainder of the weekend, which is why I had not headed out earlier. I'd wanted to go to the aquarium at the Inner Harbor, but the weather put the kibosh on that until Sunday. I got a message from a friend asking if I had heard what had happened. So, trigger warning... Uh, I think that some more specific details have come out about the person in question, but at the time, uh, the facts were, or the details that I knew were, a festival goer had opted to take their own life and fell from the parking garage in the Inner Harbor. Uh, This scene was witnessed by numerous fellow attendees. I think it was, there was at least like 30 to 40 people out there that probably saw it. Yeah, it was it
1: uh, was it the parking garage that's like right there. That's yeah, like, it's like, like a, connected to all the yeah. shopping center area.
0: It's not even Shop on block. like the other side of the block. It's like the one that's. It's like you go out, there's a street, and then there's like some like a building, and I think it's like right there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very like publicly used area, from what I can tell. So, um, you know, I know, I understand the discussion around this matter, especially when it unfolds in real time and then spills onto social media is like, not always the most sensitive way, even if it's just people trying to figure out what happened. Um, So I'm just gonna kind of let this topic be, cause, you know, I and I think there's been some more coverage about this. I believe there's a GoFundMe for the person um, or their family, their friends, you know, for proceedings or what have you. Um, and I don't really want to make any conjecture about a troubled person's state of mind, and just say right. I, I was just very sad to
1: hear that that had occurred. Yeah, it's a uh, not not great, and it's no. uh, it's like yeah, I, I'm, I'm it's wild that like people sort of kind of just carried on, like especially yeah. like at least seeing like what like on social media I would see people on Twitter they were just like, holy shit, this thing just happened, and then it would just be like. 20 pictures of them with, like, people they're meeting there for the first time in, like, the next hour. And I'm like, oh, so you just kind of carried on? I don't know. I feel like I would have been like, okay, this is something i have to sit and process for a while.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, what do you do? Do you, like, not do the show? You know, all the bands are in town. Are yeah, do you do? It's like, but it's not really you know, the organizers didn't make this happen. It was something that was completely out of their control. So yeah, the festival just like did proceed. And, uh, you know, I think due to some other things happening that weekend, it got a bit overshadowed. And I don't know, people were just trying to not think about it in the moment. I'm not really sure. Like I said, there's been more discussions of this and like, I'll put a link to something about it in the description for this episode just so that there's like some more actual details about it so i'm just very sorry that the person went through with their decision yeah uh, just want to extend condolences to any friends or family or peers that may wind up listening to this one day or really just anybody who's listening to this now you know it's just like it's not even just like a stark juxtaposition against like the rest of the state of the country it's just like another moment in like very a very real very broken culture that we exist in
1: yeah it was it was an interesting thing to kind of like track because from not being there to like just watching on like social media like sort of the reaction and also people trying to like piece together what happened because i don't I don't think at first they realized it was somebody that was there for the fest. Like it was just, I don't know. It was that thing where like social media gets a hold of it immediately. And it just becomes like, well, what, what part of this is shit. People know what actually happened. And what is it? People speculating like all, all around kind of just like a, a fucking tragedy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Um, but as I said, the day did continue. So, and, Boy, did it continue. Um, once I finally made it out to the Edison lot, I took my time getting a lay of the area for the remainder of the weekend. I went to the MDF tent to pick up my t-shirt that I got with my VIP ticket and came to be informed that all shirts were gone and it would have to be dealt with <laughs>
1: online. So I'm, I'm still shit. dealing
0: with that online as of this recording.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Um, yeah, so like amongst us, they, they ran out of shirts.
1: They How do you even like... How do you not print up at least enough to cover like VIP the amount of tickets they're going to have, even if it's not the right sizes? Like,
0: yeah. And I was, I get, I don't know. I think they said you could have picked it up at Ramshead on Thursday, which I guess, you know, shame on me, but I just figured, fuck it. I'm just going to pick it up there. But lo and behold, I was wrong. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I was wrong, but <laughs> they were running out of beer eventually for certain. I'm like, that's not great.
1: Uh, (laughs) that's that's that explains a lot um, about what's going forward like
0: yeah because at this point I was starting to realize that like the day was just not going the way that the organizers wanted it to and I will say that thankfully they did get an on-site water tank which was I think a great thing to have like you said it's very hot on the asphalt and once I found the VIP area which is located snugly under the local highway overpass, I knew exactly where to head to for Saturday and Sunday. And like, you know, the, it, it was an extra cost, but like the VIP area for me was worth it just for like shorter bathroom lines, shorter drink lines, plenty of room to just sit down in the shade. Like it was it was a bit of a life With my VIP entry, I was also able to get side stage views uh, for some of the bands, so I got to see atheist and suffocation from like a pretty good angle i thought they were both really fucking awesome kelly schaefer the singer from atheist just really looks like fred durst light it's kind of weird um and suffocation continues to impress me with being utterly heavy as fuck Derek boyer and terrence hobbs are like a killer pairing like bass and guitarist and like i don't even know how that one dude plays his fucking bass he basically just puts it down on the ground and like plays it it's really strange (laughs) And then, to top it all off, a dude joined Rick Myers, uh, the vocalist of Suffocation, on vocals, and then proposed to his partner, who maybe a bit reluctantly said, I mean, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't hear about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was very surreal and, like, pretty awesome. A nice change of pace, given, like, the pretty dismal start to the day. Possibly one of the most insanely, ridiculously over-the-top heavy bands I've ever seen in my life. It was like bafflingly heavy to an almost comical degree.
1: So I gotta look up. I don't know if I ever really paid much attention to who played. This year was remote. Corpse Grinder's band
0: before he joined Cannibal Corpse. If okay, that gives you any like, you know, perspective on it. So like, I wanted to move on after one song, but I was pretty captivated by watching just like this really chunky dude, just like. <laughs> bellowing into the microphone and then this shit happened i went to take a piss and then found out that a lightning storm was rolling in around 8:30, forcing edison lot to close last minute shuffling led to obituary and carcass playing back at the inner harbor so i quickly pissed and then i boogied to the shuttle to get over there the line in was fucking long as hell, uh, but thankfully moved along quick enough. Although apparently there was some like kind of minor like riot, like people just pushed open the gates and like the security guys were just like, "All right, whatever, you're just going in," <laughs> which I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. I guess that that seemed to be something that was very not widely reported on. Uh, but I'm glad that that didn't get worse because, as we know, large crowds. can possibly do bad things but i did get a pretty close view of your for obituary uh which was a shorter set like it was basically cut short um because of just all this fucking insane moving around uh but i was pretty happy because i finally got to see at least uh obituary in some way shape or form they have a lot of hair like the singer's hair is almost body length. How, how do you do that? (laughs) Like (laughs) how, how the hell does that guy have all of that fucking hair?
1: I gotta say obituary is a band that I never got into.
0: I like them. I mean, I think they're like really good and they, you know, you like what I, what I've kind of learned about these like legacy death metal bands and sort of my approach to them is, uh i always say to people just listen to like two of their albums because two of them is enough like because a lot of them do just wind up sounding like a bit the same after a while and they're probably yeah. just gonna play stuff off of like you know it's like the their first two
1: albums that yeah, the only ones know. people pay attention to anymore
0: yeah exactly
1: like I, I i feel like there's very few of those like legacy bands that like contend like don't change their sound but also continuously get better like kind of like cannibal corpse where like cannibal corpse always sounds like cannibal corpse but also like their their albums tend to get at least i think better as they go along
0: i mean i feel that way kind of about carcass like i feel like carcass is, does interesting things with their ba- with their music I,
1: I got another hot take that I do not like post-reunion carcass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I only know post-reunion <clears throat> carcass, so...
1: I Like, I know a lot of people really like, like, surgical steel and shit, and it just did nothing for me.
0: You know, like, I'm never going to be, like, the biggest, like, the world's biggest carcass fan, but, I mean, I will go out and limb and say, like, I think they have the greatest metal band name of all time. Uh, I just love it. It's so perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like them and Napalm Death just kind of hit the fucking... The jackpot by getting in early enough to get those names especially yeah. carcass because you know everyone's just like god to name my band carcass
0: <laughs> yeah exactly i stuck around for like half of the set because i just did not want to deal with the mass exodus but i mean yeah carcass fucking rules jeff walker's a great front man i love their drummer i wanted to leave and go get something to eat but between the rain and the security being just like grumpy as fuck and i understand why i just was like Fuck it, I'm just gonna have to wait it out. Uh, so I wound up grabbing a beer and sat through a pretty not good violence set because their singer's voice was just completely shot. Like,
1: is that the band that Rob Flynn was in?
0: Yes, and I had seen them at Psycho and they were really good. They were not good this night.
1: <laughs> I don't so. know if I've ever listened to them. I had like a period like, especially when the first two Machine Head albums were out, that I was like way into Machine Head. I saw
0: Machine Head. One they... of the few concerts I've actually left early. Um, yeah, I, I don't blame just, you. <laughs> I just kind of—I don't know. I mean, Machine Head is just like a band that I spent some time with too, and I just don't have much interest in going back to.
1: Their their first two albums are pretty good. Like just that early '90s kind of like lughead fucking. I mean, they're not really thrash, but you know, they're they're very like akin to kind of like Slayer in that period.
0: Yeah, I know they got like, lumped in with like new metal. <clears throat> new metal and shit like that for some reason i'm like well "Well, that's that's so no
1: that's the thing though it's like their first two albums are very much like metal albums and then the burning red is like straight up a new metal album and then i think the next two after that are like rob flynn pretending he could rap over like (laughs) shitty like rip off corn like Like one day, listen to the album Super Machiner. I think is what it's called. Maybe it's Super Machine. Some like Super something. I forget. It's it's atrocious. It's one of the worst albums I've ever heard.
0: (laughs) Sounds like I will not be spending some time with that anytime soon.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna make you listen to at least like I'm gonna figure out what the one song is. I'm gonna make you listen to it once, and then you can just then you'll be like, okay, I see why everyone called them new metal. All
0: right, I I could do that. I I have enough time in the day for that. (laughs) And then... Uh,
1: so so do you, you weren't able to go to Soundstage at all, like, the the whole weekend?
0: No, because I did I just... There just weren't enough... There was only one band playing at Soundstage that I... Or, Ram, I forget, or Graham's Head that I wanted to see, and I didn't have a ticket to, and that was the Ruins of Beverest. Because other than that, like, I, a lot of the other bands I either just wasn't super familiar with or I just was, like, not interested in seeing i gotcha
1: i just wondered. I was i was looking at like the you know the set times or whatever and uh sound I mean, if, I,
0: if i had the chance you know like i would have like seen cloud rat and ghoul that yeah would i'll say mean. like
1: that friday like no boss cloud rat yeah. ghoul pink mass blood feast is fun that was, that was like an interesting lineup for that friday
0: yeah i mean i had i've seen no moss i saw them before full of hell and like They're fantastic. Their new new record is amazing.
1: I think Cephalic Carnage is the only other band I probably would have seen any day on soundstage, but yeah, yeah, that that that, Friday lineup was cool, and the rest of them were kind of like meh.
0: So here I was on Saturday. Saturday. It was seventy-five degrees, partly cloudy, no rain. I was uh, hoping all attendees, hoping to all for all the attendees, that it would turn out to be a good day for us. I also wore my, do you remember when RoboCop shot that dude in the dick shirt? <laughs> which I usually wear to these things because it's, it seems to be appropriate. Also, a Goose Island IPA was $17.
1: God Christ. <laughs> it's
0: bigger than fucking stadium prices.
1: That's insane. I know. I feel like that means water was $22. Uh,
0: well, it was free if you brought a water bottle with you.
1: Oh, that's better so. than the, the fucking years I went where they were throwing people's water bottles away.
0: Oh, no, they didn't do that. They allowed you to bring in an empty water bottle, so I definitely took advantage of that a lot. Yeah. I had no issues getting in. Uh, thankfully, I remembered sunscreen because the sun was beaten down, and anybody who was attempting to last the weekend without any sunscreen, well, you're a fool if you tried to do that. I'm sorry. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing metal about that. Nothing metal about getting skin cancer. I saw people with so little covering their bodies, and like, I'm not saying out of any disrespect or body shaming. I just really hope you didn't get skin cancer.
1: Yeah, it's a Edison lot is just it's always seemed just like such a mistake to me because like, <laughs> there's no shade. Like, there's that one spot that like you sit under the overpass, but it's still fucking hot.
0: Well, it was VIP only, unless you could like find an area where it was. That's
1: that's fucked up. <laughs>
0: There was one person I saw later that probably wished they had it. The first band I saw was Enforced. They were actually one of the bands I was really excited to see because um, I was a really big fan of their sophomore release, Killgrid. During the set, a number of cheap beach balls were getting thrown around, and one of them had an anarchy symbol and probably some other really stupid-ass shit written on it. And a security guard working the barricade picked it up and attempted to read whatever insane nonsense was written on it before shaking his head and just bouncing it back to the crowd where it belonged. (laughs) That was fucking hilarious. (laughs) He's just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, you remember that part? Do you remember that episode of It's Always Sunny where they spoof Die Hard and... Frank finds Charlie's writings up in the, up in like, Oh yeah. And he's just like, what the, he's like, what the fuck is wrong with that boy? Like he has, he just, it's incomprehensible. That's yeah. probably what it was like. <laughs> I went over to see Cerebral Rot next. Frontman spoke in the death metal voice the whole time, which I will now do for context hails to the organizers, hails to you, and hails to eternal darkness. Like, did that for everything. I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> lame. Cheers! It, like, can't possibly be lost on these three shirtless men, and presumably shirtless drummer, too, that they sounded absolutely wonky, but I kind of, like, loved it. I guess you gotta go full kayfabe and commit to the bit. I
1: Just was like that, or when, like a band like some, they will just be like talking and then they're like this next song is called and then do the death metal voice for just the song title
0: yeah like all singers do that and if it's like <laughs> you know black metal it's just like it's like oh man thank you, thank you very much we're from uh, you know middle of nowhere uh, US and oh this next song is like you know blinded by oh, yeah. light or something like that yeah they covered blinded by the light <laughs>
1: that'd be sick <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would be november's doom followed them up i I guess they're like a crossover death doom band i've never listened to them before they've also been around since 1995 it was a bit more gothy and epic than i expected um i didn't really spend much time with them prior to the festival they all wore black and not just like a t-shirt and shorts like the rest of us weebs i'm talking like nice button-down shirts and skinny black jeans again it's like fucking 90 degrees out there yeah i
1: i think dedication man I saw Paradise Lost at oh, man. the one time I was at the the uh, the Edison lot, and I think That's they sick. did the same sort of thing. It was that, them and like I'm actually a Sam Samuel S A M A E L. I have no idea <laughs> how you band. pronounce their name.
0: Samael. That, that that band's pretty fucking rad.
1: Yeah, like they they played and they did a Ceremony of Opposites in full, and they did like they dressed up in their full fucking goth gear at like 6 p.m. fucking 97 degrees out and i was like you have to be fucking dying up there
0: (laughs) i would imagine just
1: just wear your shorts nobody cares
0: (laughs) they're probably like melting like their all their makeup and shit
1: yeah i remember their keyboard player very specifically because this keyboard was set up like on its own kind of like steel pole riser kind of thing Mm-hmm. But it like it moved, so he was constantly like slamming it all. Kind of had like nine inch nails. I think does kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah. it was
1: also like not flat. It was like v- like a uh, vertical a little bit. But I remember that setup. But he had like all of this makeup on. But that by the end of like the second song it was just gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, I would love to see Paradise Lost.
1: They were fine. I, they were like, they were a band I was only really familiar with, like their first couple albums, but they were they had like a new album coming out. So they just played nothing but like Uh-oh. new shit. Or maybe they played like the whole new album in full. I don't it was a bunch of shit I'd never heard. So I was like, I don't know. I guess it's cool I saw them, but I don't know any of this.
0: <laughs> During the set, I used one of my drink tickets to buy a giant Bud Light. So I felt like I was back in my days of pre gaming on NJ Transit before going out into the city or going to a show. The Cloud cover that came through at 4.30 onward made things weirdly pleasant, kind of a bit of a respite from what uh, was already turning into a long day. Onslaught came on stage B, and the singer said the band had been around for 40 years, although he wasn't yet 40, so I guess he's not an original member. (laughs) Then an original member whose name I I don't know who it was came out. He was not playing with the band, and the band accepted their award and induction into the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame. Just so much weird shit happened on this stage.
1: What is that a thing? Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> apparently.
1: I wonder if like is that. I wonder if that's some sort of thing like, like a decibel. You know how decibel does like yeah, their Hall yeah. of Fame. Like, I well, It's weird.
0: I don't know. It's it's it, it just uh, it just happened. It was it was just a thing that another thing that happened. Then I saw Cancer, just out some old school thrash. The guitar player was, uh, the vocalist is the only original member, but I thought they sounded really great. Just kind of a nice departure from the constant barrage of death metal riffs and guttural voices. Uh, and then the next three acts were all noteworthy for very different reasons. The,
1: sure. the first
0: one was Coroner which stood out to be purely for being fucking amazing. They were technically skilled, plus they had a keyboardist. Really big mix of fun music and musicianship that the crowd was like really into. Like they were old school and kind of weird in the best way. Sort of reminded me of like when I was listening to Strapping Young Lad for the first time. Yeah, they were fucking rad. Like probably one of my favorite uh, sets from the weekend. Okay, I think we've gotten to the part in the story that by now everyone has heard about. autopsy we're a last minute edition filling in for bloodbath music is just fucking gross and wretched and chris Ryper the drummer vocalist during the set his mic fell off the snare drum during a song and we all just heard oh shit as they had to like <laughs> go over and pick it up hats off to people who do the vocals and the drumming at the same time it doesn't seem like the easiest setup
1: oh my gosh that seems so terrible
0: but he does a pretty good job so they finished the song, they had a laugh about it, he threw a drumstick up, it got stuck in the lighting rig for a second. It is kind of funny that he also plays in a band with Dave Hill called Painted Doll, which sounds nothing like Autopsy.
1: I feel like a lot of those dudes in those like legacy death metal bands will have like side projects, and they're all like the exact opposite of what you'd expect them to be. In the Autopsy Circle
0: pit, during a break between it, <laughs> A dude got on the ground and a woman squatted over him, and he proceeded to perform oral sex on her. I didn't see it happen, but I did see a picture of it happening. It was originally told to me that she was pissing in his mouth. However, I do believe it was some good old fashioned oral sex happening in broad daylight in the autopsy circle pit. The people that were like fucking posing and like sticking their hands in places where they shouldn't be, don't fucking do that. Not fucking cool. That was gross. Yeah, the whole
1: like, thing was kind of like a fucked up situation. And then watching it unfold on Twitter was like...
0: A nightmare, I'm sure.
1: Oh my God. Because like at first it was everyone being like, oh, this is so sick. This is what death metal's about. And then 20 minutes later being like, oh, uh, except for those people uh, like touching her, slapping her ass afterward, you know, all like trying to like save that. Like, obviously they didn't watch the full video. Cause it's like, whatever. Like I'm, it's like the same shit that happened with that, uh, that fucking not, oh shit. What's their name? I can't think of it now. That weird, not ska, but like, they're like a weird cover band with like horns that the, the singer like pissed in some dude's face, like consensually before
0: before the tool concert.
1: Yeah. Yes. And, uh, like people lost their mind about, and it was like, who cares? This is fine. But like, and it was the same sort of reaction I saw on Twitter. Where everyone was like, wow, this is so cool. And then it was just the unfolding of like people dawning on like what was actually happening, where people were just like, Yeah, this is an all ages event for one. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're definitely minors in this area. Yeah. Numerous <sighs> people like feeling like, oh, well, I can definitely videotape this and just pass it ever. Cause that was the my first reaction was like, okay, you're all fucking retweeting this with like this is what metal is all about but i was like do any of you know if she knows this is fucking online or if she would want this to be online and you're just passing it around like getting your cool fucking death metal praise in i was like i don't know it was a very fucking weird situation that i yeah
0: across the board just like like you said all ages event there's minors you know that's something that's like Especially, you know, as there are people that do, for some reason, do bring their kids, you know, to these things because it's like metal runs in the family. So, like, yeah, maybe not I the mean, best time like, to like
1: break I out. like I like the first concert I went to, I was 11 or 12. I went to see Metallica dancing in Suicidal Tendencies. And, like, there you go. I saw so much fucking nudity. <laughs> like, there were so many breasts I saw at that show. It was like, I was just like, I. I mean, at the time I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> but thinking about it, I'm just like, man, like I probably shouldn't have been there. But uh, yeah, I don't it's know. Also, it's also just one of those I, things. It's like, you know, concerts are, you know, technically uh should be like at least big shit like that, like should be kind of an eighteen and up sort of thing. But all cause it's like especially something like that or like the Metallica concert, like Death Fest, like you know everybody's fucking hammered.
0: Oh, absolutely. and And probably on other substances
1: yeah again watching it like unfold on twitter i was just like i don't this what is happening this weekend
0: yeah it's bizarre and again like the toilet of hell hosts put it like perfectly where one of them just said like it's like people went feral and it is like it is like you've been locked up for two years i get it man like i I was in the same boat as a lot of other people. Like, we were all, we all, well, I mean, depending on who you ask, but, like, we all experienced the same shitty two years that led up to this. So, like, I understand, like, why you're clamoring to go to this shit. I know some people still haven't gone to, like, a concert and whatnot. I guess I'm lucky that, A, I, I try to use common sense and that I'm able to go to a a place like St. Vitus still right now and like feel pretty comfortable about it and whatnot. But like, yeah, it's, It's, I don't know. There's, I don't think there's any other way to put it other than this is just, it was just a fucked up situation that happened. And it's like, not because I think sex is a bad thing. It's just like, this is just kind of a fucking weird time to
1: do this. In another situation or like setting, I probably would have had the same reaction everyone else had, it, but like, hell yeah. But it's like you, like when you get to like the end of the video that least was going around on Twitter, where just random dudes are going up and like touching her and everyone feels like they have the right to take video of it and pictures of her and shit. And I was like, this is like, I feel like something happened in people's brains through like this, like collective trauma where everyone's just like, I don't know. It's just me. I'm the only one here and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And it's just like, you, you can't do that. <laughs> You're just ruining everybody else's time. Yeah, that's a long
0: f- way of saying, like, the shit in the autopsy circle pit was fucking weird. And, like, at one point, a helicopter flew over, and I can't, not over that specifically, but, like, I cannot imagine what was going through the pilot's head if they had a chance to look down at this. But especially if they had seen a woman getting fucking head in the middle of a circle of people.
1: It's just weird. Like I I've, I've definitely seen shit at shows where like I don't know where they think is covertly like getting fingered but it's like you're like yeah, I know what's happening over there. But like that that was just I don't know wild to see start popping up on Twitter and I was like god, people are just losing it.
0: <laughs> well, after the uh <laughs> the autopsy softcore set, I took a a much needed beer break and listen to uh Cavalera do an old school Sepultura set and people were going fucking ballistic for it. That
1: that was the set I like everyone I am friends with was just like this was the set of the weekend.
0: Yeah, and like it sounded really good. Uh I'm I guess I'm one of those people where Sepultura's just like never really been a big band for me, but like I've listened to Chaos AD and it's a really good album, but like they're just so loved and like it was really cool. I swear I walked by one of them the hairier one just sitting on like a like i don't even like on a, on a curb or on like a fence post and was just like watching one of the bands and i'm like that's pretty cool that dude could just like sit there and check out this band that he probably fucking really loves and yeah. uh no one's bothering him
1: that's uh that's the way to be
0: Thankfully, I managed to get up front for Triptychon, which is Tom G. Warrior's like weird, gothy, blackened doom band, I guess. For me, this and Triumph of Death were like the major draws, and I can't really think of a better way for a festival like MDF to go out than with two Tom G. Warrior performances. That said, it was at this point I realized that even in a KN95 mask, the collective stench of the festival goers had ramped up. Everyone's deodorant had worn off, and a friend of mine I was telling the festival about described it with a quote from The Lighthouse. Like, hot onions fucked a farmyard shithouse. And, like, there <laughs> were some times where it just fucking, it really stank,
1: man. What oh, a fucking perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie fucking rules. Uh, yeah, like, I, I've known people that have gone that, like, will pay for, like, the weekend parking in that parking garage, and just they just sleep in their car the whole weekend. Oh, I don't and know so, like, I, I know there's a lot of people that go that, like, don't have access to like showers or like shit, and you know they they're like by like the second day you're like, all right, you smell terrible. Can you go away?
0: I should also note that Autopsy and Triptychon had to switch sets due to some members of Triptychon's flights being delayed, but thankfully that didn't seem to impact much. And uh, Tom was wonderfully self-deprecating as always, saying, "We promised to lower the quality of this music festival." uh even seeing a fan in front of me with a book of his to which he said ah so you even brought the book and <laughs> he's probably like great another one of those guys um this was funny the guy next to me called out a celtic frost song to be played and another and like several people behind us uh proceeded to mock him in a juvenile voice i don't <laughs> know what the fuck it was it was like you know he was like playing into the crypt of race and they're just like oh, Please play Into the Crypto Rays. That
1: shit always drives me fucking crazy when people, like... It would be like going to that, like, I don't know, like, Calvera conspiracy set and then yelling out, like, Soulfly songs and you know they're there to play, like, Sepultura songs. Also, like, just stop yelling song titles of bands. Let them play whatever the fuck their set list is because that's what they're going to play anyway.
0: Right, exactly. But I did stifle my laugh at the risk of getting punched because <laughs> I was just, like, not in the mood for it. And it was a sick set. I mean, it was just fucking awesome. Um, so now with uh, Saturday over, I exited the venue outside of Edison lot while I was waiting for Uber. A very large man behind me was doing very badly. I've been describing people that he was approaching a near liquid state given how much sweat he was covered in. And all I heard him say to the person who asked if he could try to get up was, It hurts so much to do anything.
1: Oof. That's not good.
0: No. No. I finally got into my Uber and the driver asked me what kind of show this was to which I said, and by that I mean lied, was a rock and roll show.
1: (laughs) It's always easier. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the rock bands.
0: (laughs) And here we are.
1: Sunday, May 29th, the last day of the
0: fast. I'm a bit somber. I'm drinking coffee outside, I'm getting high. And then I read that there was a shooting near the Inner Harbor. I was nowhere near this at the time. Doesn't change the fact that this has indeed continued to be a weekend of massive highs and lows. That day, I uh, went to the aquarium before the show. On my Uber ride over to the aquarium, the driver was playing gospel, and it just contrasted so hard against what I'd witnessed so far at MDF. I felt similarly at the aquarium. Which was maybe, like, the most crowded place the whole weekend, it felt, like, just at a fraction of the ferocity of uh, Maryland Death Fest, but just so many fucking children. I
1: I went to that aquarium one of the years I went, and it's a very cool aquarium, but it was crowded.
0: Yeah, I felt more at risk of getting COVID there than I did at MDF, (laughs) so... Also want to note that every jellyfish exhibit ever always has the best music. Super dark and ambient. Very cool.
1: Is 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 that the aquarium that has like the kind of, sort of like two or three floor like shark tank?
0: Yeah, it's like you walk down like a yeah, it's not a yeah. spiraled staircase, but it's like it's it spirals around and you yeah. just it's like a three sixty view. It's very
1: cool. Yeah, that I couldn't remember. Like I because I feel like anytime I have a very conflicted thing about like aquariums and zoos where I'm like I don't know if these should be public but also I like seeing these animals but it's uh that one that one's one of the better ones I feel like I've ever been to
0: it's very cool Um, they don't do dolphin shows anymore but you can just like see the dolphins do shit
1: yeah that's right yeah because I I know when I went there was like you just go into that like that they're just like in that giant pool or whatever just Mm -hmm. swimming around but like they don't do tricks and shit
0: yeah they don't have to worry about $17 beers they just live their dolphin life (laughs) Uh, i headed back to the inner harbor mdf area loaded up on food and national bohemian the cheapest beer in the area while listening to the power of love a couple of death heads offered me some of their peruvian chicken and another guy i recognized from the aquarium uh you know said hello he was actually splitting time with his family and going to mdf It's just kind of funny how during the day, this seemingly lot of ghouls and heshers was very friendly and also normal people doing a not so normal thing on this weekend. Kind of reminded me of why I was there to see what it's been all about for about, you know, the 20 years it's been there. And then I was off to my final day. There were a minimum three proposals at this event, like marriage proposals. And again, I ask how much fucking happens in a weekend? (laughs) Like, that's baffling.
1: I feel like there's a proposal every year, but three. Like I know, I know one happened during Pig Destroyer set one year, or maybe it's people got married during it. I forget what the story was, but I know like, I feel like that's a sh- like the shit that happens at least once a year. But yeah, that's three's a lot. Uh,
0: the first band I saw on Sunday was Blood Incantation. which, like what's there to say about them at this point they're awesome they're one of the best live bands they're you know everything about their music clicks right for me i was very happy to photograph them no they didn't just play the ambient album but that was i was gonna say that would have been
1: great (laughs) just
0: trolling all of those people
1: or they should have did one of those things like uh like uh, what agoraphobic nosebleed played the year i went they did like a regular set and then like the the last oh well, they played for maybe like 20 minutes of regular like grindy stuff and then they just played like one of those like 15 minute doom songs they did when cat was in the band as like the second half of their set <laughs> this was awesome. just done like never
0: listened to that band i should probably
1: i really liked them as like a youth but like jay randall's very edgelordy with his lyrics so kind of not great lyrics wise but like i don't know that doom album though with cat was very fucking good
0: And uh yeah, they're just about on par with uh monstrosity in terms of absurdity, but like way more technicality. I'm just gonna go ahead and say this band fucking rules, and I loved them even more for their frontman who was making jokes. His name is Anti Bowman. He's clearly against people named Bowman. Yeah. Um he just like who made wasn't? a bunch of jokes about playing stuff off only the first album. They only have one album, plus a demo. He's like, I don't know why we are so popular in America, but we are. I'm not looking for philosophy. I'm just making small talk. I'm learning. A tough thing for us bins to do. Also, we will be selling some merch over at the tent after the show in 30 minutes. We'll we'll be there too, just in case. There'll be twenty dollars, ten dollars. You could take pictures with us and listen to us talk <laughs> about getting old. He <laughs> was really fucking funny probably pretty drug, but he was pretty damn good he said the whole title of like their really long song in the voice and i was like all right i'll let that one go (laughs) um somebody on facebook commented that they were very disappointed that he was not a frog because that's kind of what he sounds like I saw, I'd seen Immolation before opening uh, for Mayhem, but they were fucking killer. Another dude with impossibly long hair and a lead guitarist to I Swear was a Bond villain's right-hand man. And then closing out The weekend was second time seeing Triumph of Death for me, um, Hellhammer tribute. I'm not gonna complain about more Tom G. Warrior sets. Maybe it was just because it was an earlier set, but Tom seemed to be a bit more upbeat and energetic usual self-deprecating comments again lots of uggs and uh he at one point he's like i appreciate it but you're embarrassing me in front of my much younger bandmates ugh is that your universal answer to everything i mean <laughs> it is usually just ugh and, it's a pretty uh,
1: pretty good fucking response to just about anything in life now yeah just
0: ugh so i called it quits after that um because i was just i was beat and I made a quick loop and then just went home because I was tired. My legs hurt. My ears were burnt. My head was ringing. But hey, I'd gone through death fest and I knew the night was still probably young for people whose sole existence for that, you know, for them is their that weekend. But for me, it was time to call it a night. And I went home on Memorial Day. There I was sitting on my bed, drinking a coffee. I was absolutely grimy from the last four nights. One of the cats barfed at the bottom of the steps but my friend said to ignore it until he got back in a few hours it's pretty hard to ignore two lumps of yellow cat puke winking at you but okay i got showered up packed up and i was out the door and on my way back to brooklyn seemingly a bastion of pedantic normalcy compared to maryland death fest and as i was sitting in the car i started to reflect on the weekend and kind of just said to myself what was all this it was just really hard to pin down what mdf was in a few words so obviously i did it in a lot of words and you know for all the issues that may have popped up going to psycho las vegas or desert fest new york or even when my partner went out to levitation a festival that was straight up canceled at the beginning of the fest one year (coughs) uh, i'm really not quite sure anything was going to come close to mdf it was an impossibly memorable experience mdf may have been the last remaining oasis of True heavy metal debauchery. Edison Lot takes no prisoners, and even secondhand, the things I bore witness to that weekend were unparalleled. I realized that there were other indoor venues in a more hospitable part of Baltimore, but for me, the draw was that Edison Lot, and I got the full experience, I think. Perhaps the part that really got me underneath the many layers of dirt, sweat, grime, and overall muck was this sense of camaraderie amongst the attendees. I managed to secure some sunscreen via Facebook. Multiple people who lost things were reunited with them, and many were advocating for respect to the organizers and event staff. These were creatures from every walk of life, and despite any glaring differences amongst them, because I saw anti fascist patches mixed in with a comical amount of Burzum shirts <laughs> and everything in between, including a Burzum fucking backpack. Some dude sat down next to me with a Burzum backpack, like, and it just, it looked shitty. But I, that just made me fucking
1: giggle. I just picture that shit where it's like somebody fucking did the logo and like white out on their backpack.
0: No, it was like a, (laughs) it was like a printed patch on, uh, it was like on the actual backpack. But it was, you know, it was like an album cover or something. But they simply seem to ignore one another in efforts to do what they were there to do. Rock the fuck out if mdf came back again for an anniversary show or something i don't know if i would be back the weekend kind of reminded me why festivals are a real commitment this one in particular i'm not a lifer for this event but the history behind it is always going to be a vital part of heavy metal history and i think experiencing it once in its twilight days was worth it for the stories alone never before has so much happened in one short span of a weekend and i will not be forgetting my time spent in baltimore anytime soon just remember, if you think you've seen it all, you've never seen oral sex during an autopsy pill.
1: Now somebody has. A bunch of people have now. <laughs> well, yeah, actually now everybody <laughs> has seen it.
0: I had snuck a Ziploc bag of peanuts in as well, and that came in handy when I got a little (laughs) peckish toward the end of the night and didn't feel like shelling out